Welcome to the Dad Improvement Podcast. I am your host, Sean Colloran, and this week we're just going to kind of sit around the campfire here and have story time. Um, what is the point of old fairy tales and fables? Is to teach you a lesson. And this past weekend was a lot of lessons that I seem to have learned throughout the years, all kind of wrapped in to one weekend. And I thought, wow, what a nice little package with a bow tie on it to tell people about in the little things that I've learned along the way and how I used to treat them a lot differently. So to get everybody caught up, uh, a handful of years ago, my wife and I and my parents went in 50-50 and bought a cabin up on a lake. And uh, I'm not being modest here. It is literally the size of my shed. It is the exact same dimensions, but it has a toilet. So we'll call it a cabin. And um, the way we get water to the cabin is from the lake. We draw from the lake. So there's a pump and a pressure tank shoots it up the hill towards the cabin. Well, the pressure tank went last year. It got a couple of holes in it. We're leaking water everywhere. We need a new tank. So we pick up a new tank and we're going to hook up the old pump to the new tank which doesn't work easily, obviously. You know it's not going to. So I'm going to go try to find some parts. We go, we look for parts, can't really find anything. I go to a handful of plumbing supply stores. They don't really know what I'm talking about. I finally come across one guy that goes, you got to talk to Matt at Northeast Wellwater. I go, okay. So I talk to him. This guy is like a Gould pump savant. He knows everything about it. I show him the part I need. He knows exactly what I'm talking about, except for the fact that he's never seen this part on a Gould pump before. And so he's questioning what I'm talking about. I show him some pictures. He goes, wow, that's really weird. All right, but hey, I think I can rebuild your pump with some other parts. So long story short, Matt's rummaging around, finding parts left and right. He puts this thing together. He comes over and he goes, here, this is what you need. And I couldn't help but be more than more appreciative of this guy. So thank you, Matt, wherever you are. But the thing about this is, Five years ago, Sean Colloran would not have gone and asked so many people about this. I would have been embarrassed or ashamed to look stupid in front of somebody. I would never ask questions on any of these things. I'd go in, look maybe for a second, someone would go, hey, you need help? No, 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 I'm good. And then if I didn't see the part I need, I'd leave. So the moral of the story is most people are out there and they want to help you. So just ask some questions. No one is going to judge you. No one's going to think you're dumb. The difference between somebody who has knowledge about something and somebody who does not have knowledge about something is questions. It's the ability to ask questions. If you don't know about something, then you need to ask around. Somebody else may not know what you're asking, but maybe they can point you in the right direction. You need to be able to ask questions. Don't feel like people are going to judge you for it. So now we got our new setup, water pump, water pressure tank. This is great. Should be a really quick, easy fix. We're just going to slap it in, prime the pump, and be off and run with the water. So now we're talking expectations versus reality. We figure 20 minutes, we'll have the water running. So we show up early on Saturday morning, go to start getting the water running, We cannot figure out how to get this water running. It seems to be working, then it's not working. Then where it's holding pressure, then it's not holding pressure. There's air in the line, there's not air in the line. We we can't figure it out. So we work on it all day until we finally give up. Expectation versus reality. (laughs) We think it's going to be easy, but it's not. 
And Sean, five years ago, would have let this ruin my day. I absolutely would have been miserable and it would have ruined my day. And because I was so miserable, it would have ruined my wife's day. And I'm sure my son would have picked up on it. It would just be a very miserable experience all the way around. But after having worked on a lot of these things and knowing those telltale signs of being miserable and bringing the whole group down and being negative, I can kind of wrap it up a little bit quicker now. I, it sucks that we don't have water. Obviously, that sucks. But we really only need it for the toilet. Well, let's go get some five-gallon buckets and we can fill the toilet with water from the lake. Not a big deal. Let's go out and get dinner. We'll go find dinner somewhere. We were able to salvage that night, even though we're sitting around with no water. Now, the next day, my parents had to get up early, and they left. So now it's just me, my wife, and my son. And we're sitting around, and the plan was to just leave it until next weekend to get the water running. Not that I don't have the ability to get the water running. It's just much easier to do with two people. And also, I've never done it by myself. Always had someone looking over my shoulder to help out and bounce ideas off of. But we wake up that morning, and after a couple of YouTube videos, we figure we can tackle this. This part right here stems from confidence. Confidence is a thing that I did not have. I still struggle with it all the time. But I feel better and better all the time about the things that I'm capable of. And what is confidence but a culmination of experiences? It's really just overcoming things. Finding something that's broken. Instead of panicking, you know how to fix it. Or you have fixed enough things in the past that you know you can figure out a way to fix it. My lack of confidence always stemmed from, I have no idea if this thing is fixable. I don't know if I can do it. After doing enough stuff in my life and working with my hands and fixing things and finally coming to the correct outcomes, I know that very little would be thrown in front of me that I couldn't figure out. So it's funny. It's almost like you think that you just have confidence, therefore you can do things. But in reality, it's the other way. You need to do things so that you can have confidence. So here we are. My son, my wife, and I, we're going to get this water running. So we start bright and early in the morning. We go down to the hardware store. We get a couple of things we need. Go back up to the cabin. And we need a couple of tools from our neighbor because my mom and her husband left. And they had all the tools. So... Luckily, we had our neighbor around who was able to uh, give us a couple of tools that we could use, and we get started. We figure, all right, get the water in the line, prime the pump, here we go, turn it on, and nothing, no water. So, what are we going to do? Well, we got to start troubleshooting. And at this point, we're trying to figure it out, and we're looking at the pump, and my son's in the background, and he has grabbed my neighbor's really nice Milwaukee drill that I didn't know he grabbed and just started like ramming it in the dirt and I was like turned around saw him I go oh no 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 buddy you, no uh, uh that's not ours like 
I have drills and he screws around with them and we got tools and he screws around with them. That's my stuff. Not a big deal. I don't mind. I can clean it. I can whatever. This guy's very particular about his stuff. So it's like a brand new drill and he's just ramming it in the dirt and spinning it and getting dirt caught in the chuck and I'm I'm about ready to lose it. And I'm yelling at him and I can see it on his face. He just didn't know because... He's never had a tool like that in his hand. Any tool that he's been allowed to hold, he can do whatever he wants with because it's usually mine and I don't care if it gets dirty. But I can see it on his face. Everything droops. Shoulders slump forward. He just like retreats into himself. And just like one of those podcasts before, what do you do when you lose your shit on your kids? Because it happens. You have scenarios like this. They happen. It's a gut instinct. You go, oh no, that's somebody else's $200 drill. What am I going to do if he breaks that? So you have that instant reaction. And then you see your kid's reaction. And you know that you were wrong. Because he doesn't know any better. He's four years old. He doesn't know that that's how we should treat somebody else's belongings. So now I have to make up for it. I have to apologize that I shouldn't have yelled at him and tell him that, you know, we still love you, but you can't do this to drills, <laughs> other people's drills. We need to treat them with respect and use it as a teaching moment now and instead of just doubling down and making him feel bad, there's... No advantage to making him feel worse. He already feels bad. You can see it on his face. He didn't know. He realizes he made a mistake. So now we just address the mistake, tell him what to do in the future, how we react when we have somebody else's tools, and I apologize for my reaction, and we make sure to reconnect. Okay, so now everybody's back to normal. Shay's nice and happy. I'm nice and happy. I got all the dirt out of the chuck of the Milwaukee drill, and we're back to troubleshooting. Well, now a different neighbor comes out, and he has some input. Hey, maybe there's too much pressure in the pressure tank. I got a gauge downstairs. Let me go look. So he comes up. Sure enough, there's too much pressure in the pressure tank. So we're sucking water from the lake, and then the pressure building from the pump is battling the pressure from the pressure tank, and they're just meeting in the middle, which is why it's never making its way past all the way up to the cabin. So we let a little bit of air out, we're priming the pump, and we finally get it all running. Water is running from the lake to the cabin. We figured it out. A day and a half, help from our neighbors, blood, sweat, and tears. But we have figured it out. And if that neighbor hadn't come out, and had he not had to do this with his setup before, then I would still be there trying to get water up to that cabin. He knew right away, he goes, Oh, it's probably too much pressure in the tank. How'd you know that? Because it happened to me before. Oh, of course. So you want to use other people's experiences because most people just want to help you. They just want to be able to dole some knowledge out on you. I could have turned away and been a bad neighbor and just been like, no, 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 I got it. Don't worry about it. Just leave me alone, whatever. I'm Just let me suffer in peace. But he was super helpful. He came over, had a tire pressure gauge to check the pressure, he knew right away what it was going to be. He helped me tweak a couple other things. It was just nice to have a helping hand and somebody that's been there before. It, it's just nice. Nice to have that type of a friend. 
I've been through it before. Here's what you need to do. It's like a shortcut. Here. That way sucks. Go this way. Perfect. Thank you. After we got the water running, we were able to salvage a little bit of Sunday, and we got to go to the farm down the street. We went to the beach for a little bit. We had a nice little family day, which we had hoped would have been most of the weekend, but in turn, it ended up being just Saturday afternoon, but we made the most of it. There's no use in being sad that we didn't get the whole weekend to spend together, but we should enjoy the amount of time that we do get to spend together. So, weekend's over. End of story, right? Not quite. So we get home on Sunday, we all go to have some dinner, then we go to bed, everything's fine, we're gonna wake up on Monday for a regular day. Shay goes to daycare, we're gonna go to work, no big deal. Well, middle of the night, Shay gets sick. I don't think it was anything more than he just had too much sugar this week, but imagine being woken up in the middle of the night, just a small child throwing up. That's what we woke up to, probably like 2 a.m. Throws up one or two times, and then he feels fine, right back to bed, no fever, no nothing. So we think we just probably had too much sugar, not enough real food over the weekend. But unpredictability, that's for sure. So as a parent, you do have to kind of just learn to go with the flow a little bit um because those things are going to happen you're just going to have a sick kid or they're just going to throw up randomly or they're going to have some sort of an accident fall down get hurt whatever it is that stuff is going to come out of nowhere when you think everything is going along just normal fine and dandy there will be some sort of an interruption don't you worry and then so we go back to sleep again and a couple hours later i feel one of our cats on the bed, running around, jumping around. And my wife looks over to see what the heck is going on, and she goes, Sean, wake up! There's a mouse in the bed! Our cat had gone outside, and they catch animals all the time, had caught a mouse, brought him into the bedroom, and just let him loose on the bed. Hey, why not? And he is now playing with it like a toy, and pouncing on it, then letting it run, pouncing on it, letting it run. So, now at 5 a.m., we are woken again with a start. And now we have the cat thrown in the bathroom because he won't leave the mouse alone. And he's trying to get out like a madman. Our son is asleep and me and my wife are moving furniture in our room trying to catch a mouse with a shoebox. <laughs> when my wife finally throws the box from like two feet away and nails, nails him, just dead center, just boom, right on top, caught him. We just looked at each other, and I couldn't help but laugh. Like, we couldn't help but laugh. It's just so funny to be chasing a mouse around in the middle of the night from dead sleep to just high adrenaline. There's no way we're going back to sleep before going to work now. You might as well just stay up and make some breakfast or whatever, but you have to have a sense of humor if you're going to be a parent. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You got to be able to laugh a little bit because things like that are going to come up and you're going to be up all weekend trying to get water. Then you're going to be up late at night because your kid's throwing up and then you're going to wake up because the cat brought a mouse in. Like, these things are going to happen. You just need to be able to laugh. Just let it roll right off your back. Now, I know this sounds like it was probably a pretty hectic weekend, but in reality, this is pretty par for the course around here. It's pretty chaotic just all the time. And we only got one kid. So if you're listening, 
and you got multiple kids, I feel for you. I get it. It's got to be even more chaotic than whatever we're going through. So props to you guys. Now, for homework this week, I want you guys to appreciate the time that you have with somebody. Doesn't matter who it is, somebody you always hang out with, someone you don't hang out with all the time, whatever it is. When you are going to see somebody and spend time with them, take your phone, put it down, put it on airplane mode, whatever you need to do. Don't touch the phone. Actively listen. Listen to them, ask questions, don't interject. Bring up your own experiences when the opportunity presents itself, but whatever the amount of time is that you have with this person, appreciate it. Don't take it for granted. And as always, remember, improvement over perfection.